You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Brother Jay, co-host of The Pop here. Excited to jump in today because we have so many tiny little popcorn culture related updates there's, to do today. There's an enormous amount yeah. going on at the moment. We had we had like a like a lot of stuff sort of in the past week file into our office space here at SCB HQ. Yeah. And we we kind of get to like we kind of get to kick off by by showcasing a few new additions to our our physical set here for those who are listening at home. We do, yes. So if I, you're if you're watching, you can see some of the stuff already, but otherwise we will have to paint you word pictures with ooh, our voices. Word pictures. Yeah. I always like a good word picture. Well who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you do you want to kick off? Would you like to would you like to showcase I, our new piece? I I will so I will look here and just say that I'm sure everyone has noticed the conch shell, <gasps> which is, yes, I thought of what to do with the conch shell and having <laughs> having had such a weirdly long discussion <laughs> about it here on the show, I brought it in. It, it is, is no just... longer threatening the safety of my home or my children or to be destroyed itself, which would be its own little tragedy. It is a shockingly small piece yeah. for a quite large coffee table. I didn't even notice it was sitting there. there it's so it small. Is. Yeah, I threw you <laughs> off too. There it is. The conch shell in question it's, is sitting on the coffee table. It just right before us. It is it is like comically lack like lacking in in presence. It, 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 you know, it, it is lacking in presence in terms of like you wouldn't put this on your table in your house because it'd be like, why is there it looked like you just left it there. Right. But as I look at the shot in the camera, I feel like it it's like, oh yeah, there it is. It like is. it's not it doesn't look small on the coffee table in the camera even though from where i'm sitting it does look like we just left a seashell on the table <laughs> i feel like i feel like if if someone in my household were were watching this yeah. and i were to like walk up on them like oh, what are you watching now and I'm like oh it's this podcast and I'm like you're watching a podcast but yeah we're watching a podcast I'd be like What's with the seashell? What's with the seashell? I'd be like, you, you look, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. You'd be like, and then be like, here, let me pause. Hold on. Let me let me paint you a word picture, non-listener of the pop, non-colonel. Non-colonel. Imagine this. Imagine this. 
you're walking down the beach. You see a conch shell. What do you do? What do you do? And they're like, I pick it up. It's free treasure, obviously. And they're like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Great. Greatest day of your life. You found a full intact conch shell on the beach before anyone else because obviously no one walked past it without picking it up. That is, that is, I, I actually, it's so funny you specified it in that specific way because yeah. I do think that's part of the magic. It's like, there is, you're exactly right. It's like, no one would walk past a fully intact conch shell that they saw with their own two eyes. Exactly. So if you have found one, it means you are the first person to set eyes on it. All conch shells you pick up are first editions. This is why people want to go to the moon or Mars. Exactly. Because you get to be so many of the firsts. Exactly. And and think and like well, I don't know why everybody's trying so hard to go to space when you could simply go to the beach mm. and find a seashell. You can know the excitement of stepping on the moon by merely finding a conch shell. I think. It, it is the most fitting analogy. You're not going to find any conch shells on the moon. Let me tell you that. You sure are not. <laughs> all those rocks are going to be so gritty because there's no wind to cause any abrasion. So they all just have like their typical like shardiness. Exactly. Although, let me tell you something, Ben. If I if I were an astronaut, if the day comes, it won't. But if it did. But if it did. And I found myself on the moon. Yeah. And you get to like bring a personal item. I would bring a conch shell and I would leave it on the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. I would do it. Yes. And then that you have precious weight that you are allowed to bring with you to outer space. That's right. And you bring a snail shell. Rocket fuel would be spent to move that shell to space. It would be the most significant shell of all time. It would. And someday, some, I wouldn't, I would try not to tell anyone, right? Oh, of course then, not. Yeah. Because then someday, some future later astronaut would be walking around and he would be like, no way. <laughs> it's like, did you guys know that there are invertebrates? on the moon. <laughs> that was just Carlin. <laughs> he left it here. He loves his pranks. <laughs> Have you heard about the duck statues all over Earth? <laughs> also him. Also me. Also me. <laughs> like 500 years from now, it's just like, it's just the trope that the, the Carlin family has like... <laughs> totally rained all over the place like just, just littered treasure for everyone to find yes okay so okay if, if people you know how there's always that conversation like hey what would you do if you won the lottery do you want to know what i would do if i won the lottery what would you do i would buy wooden ships yeah i would have treasure chests i would fill the treasure chests <laughs> with gold and i would intentionally leave them places would, like like on land, or would you just like fill ships with treasure chests and then sink them in the ocean? Well, I, I would have many ships. You'd have many, a okay. Fleet, a fleet. Yeah. And they would all be shipwrecked. Right. And each one of them would have a treasure chest. A treasure chest. That would be maybe tremendous. I'll, maybe I'll fill it with Bitcoin to make it like, you know, <laughs> like, like era specific. There, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, no way. They open it, it's just like a USB drive. It's with a, a bunch it's of a Bitcoin on it. <laughs> there are four Bitcoin on this drive. It's like, like I'm rich. <laughs> or maybe in the future, it's just like, oh, it's like four bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's hard to know how Bitcoin's going to age. How ubiquitous it's going to be in the future. Right, right, right. Yeah. I think we need to add a bingo square, which is one of us saying the word ubiquitous. Oh, okay. Because I think we do it just about every single do episode. We? Ubiquitous is a great word. It's it's a fantastic word. Top it, 10 word. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It just like rolls off the tongue. It is it is the word equivalent of a liquid. The word equivalent. Wow. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> that, that was the worst Time to misspeak a word. <laughs> the word equivalent of a liquid. Yeah, that, that is just a hard sentence to say. Yeah. Word equivalent of a liquid is ubiquitous. Is ubiquitous because it's so flowy? Because it's so flowy. It's like it's like perfect. 
You yeah. know, like it just like fits. Okay, so on our list of top ten words, which have been cropping up all over the place right now, I think we have rocket ship. Yep. Thrice. Thrice. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. I feel like we had another one. I don't remember it. Mm. Mm. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. Yeah. Maybe at some point, at some point, we'll have a full list that we've written down of our top ten words. Maybe we can just like paste it on like a piece of like wide ruled you know, like paper and it's just like <laughs> our top 10 words, just scotch tape to the brick wall behind us. That'd be great. Like, yeah, we need that. There for, you go. Like, so for, for reference, it's our reference sheet. There we go. It's like great use of a top 10 word. Great. <laughs> exactly. Is it, yeah. This is, these are the Carl SAT words. <laughs> you need to know these 10 words. You know, it reminds me of when we were kids, our mom bought us a shower curtain that was like the top 100 SAT words. Yeah. So the shower curtain itself just ha- it was it like was just words with definitions. Yeah. And it was like uh, when when we got it, even at the time, I was like, brilliant. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, what a good idea. What a great idea. It's now like you, I'm, I'm taking a shower. I can learn. I'm passively taking in this information every single day. And then I remember whilst taking the SATs being like that shower curtain did nothing for me. (laughs) (laughs) Years of preparation, literally down the drain. Well, here was the problem with the SAT shower curtain was that you couldn't read it from inside the shower. True. Because it was a it was decorative facing into the bathroom, which is the opposite of where you are in the shower. You know what we need to normalize? Yeah. Reverse facing shower curtains right why are shower curtains just for people outside the shower no one's there no one's there no one's there it's a bathroom make them face the inside Inside. of the shower right for your personal enjoyment exactly or learning (laughs) or in this case learning exactly yeah because there'd be so much to take in think about i could have gotten points higher the other thing about the sat shower curtain is that like you the shower curtain is extended mostly I mean I suppose you're supposed to extend your shower curtain even when you're not using it so that it doesn't like so that it dries out appropriately is that right I have absolutely if that's a thing then I I would say the only reason that my shower curtain is ever open all the way is mostly because I'm attempting to just block the chaos that is the 47 different bottles of shampoo and conditioner that my wife Alice has purchased I see because there it's like it it is she can't commit can't commit to uh, a shampoo and conditioner so we have so many bottles so if you're ever wondering like man your hair smells like lavender today it's like thanks (laughs) (laughs) because alice didn't finish this bottle so now i am okay well i can tell you that whether or not you're supposed to i'm pretty sure you're supposed to when you get out of the shower pull the shower curtain all the way there so that it it dries appropriately and doesn't like get uh mold on it but i can tell you that uh, as teenage boys not a concern of ours not even one bit not even one bit and so that even when you were not in the shower it wasn't like you could learn from it because it was normally just that the shower curtain was open and therefore uh the words were scrunched so yeah it was yeah. just yeah it was always like slinked over to like the always left side. slinked over yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this was a real net zero <laughs> except we now know the word ubiquitous and rocket ship well that's true that's so true I mean, so who's the real loser sats <laughs> Look at us now. Look at us now. We're dropping two of the best words of all time. Right into week, the pop. Week in, week out. Anyway, yeah. so I feel like we were we were headed somewhere though. Oh yeah, so we were discussing like the new the new elements of our space here. Yeah. So uh obviously one of the one of the showcase pieces is of course our new seashell, which will eventually probably go to the moon if one of us can ever be astronauts. Um so I like to call it our space shell. Our space shell? I was just about to suggest as this new element surprised you <gasps> on the set. Could it be the seashell of surprise? It's twice as good. Oh, oh man. The maybe, space maybe. shell of surprise. I love <laughs> 
<laughs> you want to know what makes a space shell so great? What? The space portion of it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if there was like a meteorite that struck Earth and you were like, hey, I'm going to go get this piece of like, like Lodenstone and instead you go and it's a she- seashell? It's a se- <laughs> like if a seashell hit the Earth from space? Yeah. Space shell. Space shell. It's the Earth. Yeah. Also, nice name of the wind Lodenstone reference there. Thanks, I saw thanks, you thanks. work that in. In case people that. weren't listening carefully, you can mark name of the wind off of your bingo card now. Also, referencing the bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us go. Look at us. Look at us. Okay, okay. Go. So move, move on. Uh, so from our, we have our space shell. We have our space shell. And we have what else? We have a very exciting new addition to the set, which is dun da 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 the inaugural Stanley Duck. <gasps> the trophy has arrived. I dare say it even has the first plaque on it. It reads the inaugural Stanley Duck. Anna at SCB fan sticking it to big chicken April 2nd 2021 episode 69 <gasps> boom outstanding there it goes in, in a, a, a top the the Stanley Duck trophy is the the very first rubber duck that ever inspired the duck in a cup concept here yes. at Super Carlin Brothers which is this random sort of like troll you remember trolls when you were a kid that had like uh, yeah. the diamond belly buttons and mm-hmm. stuff and the crazy hair so th- it's a duck that has purple hair it has like purple troll hair purple troll hair coming yeah. clean out of its head coming clean out of its head I think we got it at the dollar store and one day it was for Luke and he I remember thinking like man. My one-year-old is like, why would anyone play with this rubber duck with purple hair? And a man, let me tell you, Luke really played with it. (laughs) Really? Okay. Well, so it feels like this duck, I mean, it's it's kind of a life-changing duck when it comes down to it. It is. And it it really came down to the, like, I remember sitting there with Luke, who was maybe a year old, and I had uh, finished drinking my coffee, and it was this Slytherin mug sitting in the middle of the living room, and I was like, you know, it was just me and Luke, because, like, Beth was out running. I was like, hey, Luke, think I could throw this duck into that cup? And, you know, he didn't say anything. He just looked at me like, of course, you can do anything, Dad. <laughs> naturally, naturally. <laughs> naturally. And I was like, all right, let's see. And I threw it. And first shot, it went in. I was like, no way. That was amazing. I swear, I think it's dad magic. It I think m- that is like dad magic. Because things like that happen when you're a kid. Yeah. Like, things just work out. And it's like, how did that happen? How did that happen? It's like expectations now set forever that like that you can just make every single shot. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Along those, I had a moment like this just last night, I think. Okay, so... This is a this is a an unusual day in uh, Beth and I's parenthood, in that nothing wrong was actually happening. It was just like a, a, a first time unique situation was happening. Okay, where I arrived home at about five thirty yesterday evening after work, and Beth called me while I was driving home. She was picking up like a click list from Kroger. She had all the kids with her. She's like, "Hey, can you you know turn on the oven or whatever?" And I was like, "Sure, sure, sure." So she gets home probably like. 5:45 ish or so and we go and unload all the groceries and in the back seat luke has just completely fallen asleep like Aww. on the car ride which you know tends to happen um from time to time especially if he like doesn't nap during nap time which he almost never does anymore but not a big deal um he falls asleep in the back a bunch and normally as soon as you, you know try and get him out he'll just wake up okay and 
I'm thinking, you know, we'll let him sleep while we unload the rest of the groceries and we'll come back and, you know, it'll be fine. And I get him out and he doesn't, he is not waking up at all. He is like, I, uh, uh. In fact, he like wakes up enough to like get the straps off of him. He turns around in the seat, puts his forehead back in between like the headrests and like curls up into a ball and goes back to sleep. You're kidding in me. In the car seat. I was like, Luke, oh my goodness, you're so tired. So I bring him in and I'm like, okay, okay, just. I'll put you on the couch. You can just like watch TV until dinner time. You know, if you want to go back to sleep, whatever. And we turn on something. He watches it for like 30 seconds and is back asleep on the couch. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, dinner's going to be ready about half an hour. We'll just let you sleep until dinner time. And then you probably need to eat some food. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, dinner rolls around. We go and try and wake him up. Not happening. Oh, no. <laughs> he is just like conked out like a seashell. Nailed it. Yes. I was going to say, you're yes. right there. Oh. <clears throat> I was like, I'm not going to make, can't miss a conk joke on, Jeff, on today's episode. <laughs> the space shell. Exactly. Okay, continue. You never see it coming. You never do. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> so now me and Beth are like, this has never happened. We've never, he's, Luke has never been so asleep that we like could not get him to wake up. Right, know? right. Like, but like nothing's, nothing's wrong. He's just really asleep. So I'm like, I'm just going to go put him in bed and assuming the walk upstairs will like jar him up because it'll be kind of like a bumpy walk up the stairs. The transition to the bed probably will wake him up. Not so. Put him in bed. I'm like, so now what? Now what What if he, do we, is he just in bed? There's no way he's going to sleep till morning. To me, right? my, like, my expectation would be like, I am signing up for 2 a.m. dinner. Right. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it's going to be like, dad, I'm hungry. Yeah. So the, this is, yeah, this is exactly what we're both about. Like, there's no way. Is he going to make it all the way through the night? Or what I was really worried about was that last night Beth was going to like a um, like a, a baby shower or a baby sprinkle for one of her friends who's, um, you know, having a baby. And so I was going to uh, and you know, it was after the twins were going to go, it was going to be after all the kids were asleep. So I was positive that my soon to be alone free time was about to be interrupted by 830 Luke waking up being hungry. Like yeah. I was a thousand percent sure. I was like, I've been looking forward to this free time all day. And what's going to happen is that this weird curveball is going to force Luke to wake up exactly when it's supposed to start. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. And uh, I know how much you value that free time. It, I do very much value that free time. I had plans for that free time and I will tell you it was not interrupted. <gasps> no. It was not. Gasp. I know. Luke, he just completely continued to sleep. Woke up at about midnight though. Oh, I was almost I right. Almost that on. Almost. Almost. And I, I was like I'm, we pretty much saw this coming. Like, there's no way he's going to sleep all the way. Right. right? Yeah. And I was worried that this was going to be like, a, now i got to be up for like three hours, like to let him get tired again. Oh, was not signing up for that. But I managed to go in and, uh, you know, I put, put some jammies on. We got some milk. We read a book. We got back in bed. But as we're laying in bed, he has this like big truck on the floor. And this is what the story is actually about. And it had like come apart. It's like a, I don't know, like a, it look, it's like a Hot Wheels truck that can hold like a bunch of Hot Wheels in the back. So oh, I know the exact like a, truck. Yeah, 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 exactly. So the front part has like come detached from it. And uh, he's like, my truck broke. And I was like, oh, and I just sort of looked at it. And it's basically just two pieces of plastic that click back together. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's not supposed to come apart, but fixing it is as easy as, you know, 
pushing it back together. Or or dad magic. Or dad magic, which is exactly what I think he thought happened. Because oh. I just picked it up. and Because I think he must have broken it while playing with um, Beth's aunt earlier in the day, who was incapable of fixing it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I just like snapped it back together. I was like, hey, look, it fixed. And I just rolled around. So he was like, thank you for fixing that. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're welcome. Oh. <laughs> and then like I finished tucking him in. And um, every his new his new uh, tactic to stall like let's talk about something let's just talk oh Luke's there <laughs> which is adorable so we talked about a few things and then I'm like all right it's time to go back to bed and thankfully he didn't go back to sleep but as I'm leaving the room he goes thank you for fixing my truck <gasps> like oh it was it was barely broken but yes <laughs> <laughs> that's heart melting anyway I, I know I was like oh this is like I was like this is why kids think their dads can do anything because like yeah. you know I was like all like this was not a hard fix but I bet in his mind it was like dad can fix anything it, right 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 well it, it's so funny too like how like because i remember growing up we had we had this something like this with our parents which was that i almost felt like our parents at some point in time decided like which subjects were like their responsibility to cover in terms of like helping us with our schoolwork mm-hmm. so dad was english and history and mom was math and science okay and so like in my mind mom and dad were experts in these categories mm. where it was just sort of like like as if part of their training as humans at like to be becoming our parents was like they had to choose which things that were going to be experts in so that they could like help us through these particular things right and it was like i think the same thing was true though like where it would be so often or, or maybe it's just the case they're actually good at these particular subjects but like i could go to them ask them questions and they would have the answers and like it would be so curious just know from their perspective if it was like i cannot believe he asked me this question question because i randomly know the answer and this is incredible and like continuing to reinforce the belief that i know everything there is to know about mathematics right but like maybe, maybe it was just maybe it was just lucky that day maybe maybe i feel like i can probably be of good assistance in math up to algebra <laughs> oh see that's like always the thing i've always thought like okay like once they get to algebra i'll be fine oh but like simple addition no way man i feel like you could handle it i think i can handle something got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the real trick is to teach your kids the square root of 64 when they're like five right because then the it's like root, to, it. to be able to go into math class and be like like sit next to their buddies and be like hey do you know the square root of 64 and they'll be like no i have no idea what's the square root of 64 and it's like eight eight and, and then like all of a sudden your belief system is that you're good at math and even if you don't understand why it's eight it's like you are now good at math to yourself so this, right. this is my I don't have kids yet pro tip for people who have kids because of my personal experience as an actual living child. Right. Just Be- let them know because everyone knows the formula E equals MC squared. Right, right? right. Even kids have heard that. No one knows what it means. Of course not. No. Of course not. Right. Yeah. But like you like squared. What does that mean? Squared squared 64 square root. That must be from that formula. So square root of 64 is eight. I'm smart. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like I am the type of person who like goes home and I have like one of those green chalkboards because green chalk boards i associate with really advanced mathematics okay and it's like it's like yeah i have like numbers written all over it but when you get to the end of it it's like square root of 64 eight eight shouldn't doesn't seem like you should take that much math to figure that out it takes an enormous amount of math today <laughs> I, I i this is like one of those things where i know that like i know that there is how little i know about math that whenever you see those giant board equations yeah like where the whole thing is up there it's like i i know that these people are smart enough to know that in fact it is all doing something like your every single piece is like a a portion of like solving some larger piece of the puzzle or whatever but in my mind i like i don't buy it i'm like 
you didn't it, need that much space. it didn't require that much it, like that you're, much. you're including some like redundant things is what i'm pretty sure of mm-hmm. like there's a lot of stuff up there it's like it makes it look all fancy and all that but like mm, feels like techno babble to me it feels yes. like you're just saying saying and showing things that make it seem more complicated than it really is yeah you know mathematicians such showboats that's classic it's like they're it's like their their most known trait yeah. is it's they like numbers and boats that are good for showing exactly because they they're using their knowledge of numbers to accumulate numbers in their banks accounts so they can go buy boats worth showing and that's hide them with treasure inside yes <laughs> full circle full circle we're Nailed there it. we're there we're there actually speaking of that i do have a real question because last week i feel like there, there were a couple of moments uh and so we're, we're premiering all of the episodes of popcorn culture on the main channel so yeah. like we're in the chat sort of as um as this is going live and it's very interesting to see the reactions to the different pieces of the conversation from the people in the chat and they're like oh my gosh like you know jay's getting so philosophical today (laughs) and so one of the things that uh i started wondering about last week is is there such a thing in the modern day as a professional philosopher like oh. you, you know like back in the day there were always like you know it's like oh philosophers or, you know like and they would have like some like great piece of like ancient wisdom that still maintains true even though they wrote right. it in, like you know 86 bc or something interesting interesting i like there must be modern day philosophers who are publishing books but i wonder if there it's like it's like the same as like discovering like electricity or being like like there are these things out there to be discovered and at some point people were the first ones to do it right and but you have like, to be like in the crosshairs of right like, opportunity technology availability and individual knowledge individual not yeah like right place right time yeah is big and so i'm sure like like you don't yeah like early philosophers must have arrived at the same moral dilemmas that we face today and it's like they were just these were the first people doing it, and of course, these are the problems they, they ran into because they're just universal human problems. Right, right, right. The building blocks. Right. But so that's that's like the interesting question, though, is like as we enter like the era of of technology and all that, is like, do we need like modern day philosophers that are able to take all of these new elements that are now like introduced into our world, mm. where where maybe even like in a world where we live with like a, a maybe a significant amount of like excess? Yeah, you know, it's like. It's like what what do we what do we do with all of this? Mm, I bet there are philosophers out there examining such problems. See, uh, that was going to be my next question though. It's like it's it's almost interesting to me or should we have or is it like one of those things where like again, you can't really know that they were good philosophers until like 500 years from now and you look back on it and you're like, "Wow, they hit the nail clean on the head." Well, what's so crazy to me about when people I like whenever you watch like videos and they'll be like referencing philosophers, it'll be like, it's never like "Mm, someone hit the nail on the head. It'll be like this person thought this about it. And this person thought this about it, but I rarely ever see someone like full on subscribe to like, yes, Aristotle's philosophy on this totally holds up in basically every situation. Right. You know, it's just like, it seems like this was his opinion. And this was his opinion. Some people agree with this. Some people, it's not like there's never, it never seems like there's like a, yep, they got it. Like a concrete. Right. But the weird thing about this though, is you can still to this day major in philosophy. And yeah. yet I couldn't, I couldn't name you a single professional philosopher. I see. Right. Like, is, right. is that not odd to you at all? I think they're all teaching philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, kind of like, re, like re, refuel the tank exactly. a little bit. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe maybe that's not a good way to describe it. <laughs> no, maybe not. Maybe not. But I yeah, that is interesting. I don't I don't know any professional philosophers, but they must be out there. Surely they must. I would I would bet. This is my my guess is that they mostly do work for universities. I it, would bet it, it does feel like they would exist <laughs> in a very academic space, right? Um, and this is again like it's maybe it's the type of thing where like in this particular field basically you can only hope to become like Aristotle or no one will ever know who you were. Interesting. Like, you know, it's like the only person who is ever remembered is like that that very precipice okay. like top top person new thought okay. i've thought this before and i think sometimes are you about to drop a, a thought bomb maybe maybe okay. is that sometimes i think um certain brands of comedians are actually <gasps> really good at like philosophy because, because they're like uh, like what is funny like what makes their observations funny is that they've observed like really true honest human behavior and they've like recognized it for like the like the humorous uh, i can't even think of the right word for it but like they've recognized like this unusualness like and the, the social commentary is there there and they're inserting it into like a comedic <clears throat> like sort of delivery yeah but like what they have actually done is identified like this is a thing and the reason i can tell you this joke on stage is because i know you will relate to it exactly like i know you've experienced this feeling and i can make you be me and go through this entire experience so yeah i think maybe one of the first um People, whoever, whoever thought did this, and I couldn't even give you good examples of it, but I think a lot of people think of George Carlin this way, not, you know, not, not related in any way. It, it is like, yeah, the, yeah it's like it, we live in where we live. It, everybody knows who our dad is because he's been like the newscaster for so long. But so everybody's like, you know, you'd be like calling roll the first day of class and people will be like, Ben, Car are you related to John Carlin? But then anywhere else we are, like if you're, you know at a convention in like Salt Lake City, for example, and you walk up and they're like, last name, like Carlin, like you related to George. And it's like, it's like, man, does this, maybe this is a fair question though. Does this happen to everybody? Right. Like, does everyone have a name that they're like, wait, that person? Right, right, right. Like I imagine if like your last name is like Smith or something and people are like, are you related to John Smith? It's like, yes, five of them. <laughs> like <laughs> there are so many. There's so many. Yeah. So yeah. That'd be an interesting query to throw out there okay, if you so, have like an identifiable last name. Yeah. So, okay. There you go. Maybe comedians are the modern day philosophers. philosophers. I think I've also thought Bo Burnham, uh, uh, like a, as a very modern, like young comedian today is, is like sort of on this track. Oh, sure. Of like very keen observations. And that, like his comedy shows always seem like there's like, yeah, you can just watch it and laugh. But also if you want to go a layer deeper, there's a lot more happening here. Right, right, right. And I, I do think you're right. That's like where almost he he flirts with that line between like comedian and artist a bit. You know, yeah. it's like like which side of that equation is on and probably like anything it's like what can make what can make it great is like you could appreciate it purely as comedy but if you want to take it in as art it is also available for right. further dissection and understanding what a skill what a skill indeed what a skill man okay interesting well thank you for answering that question for me because that was i was like <laughs> i was like hmm, could i be a philosopher like this could i like change career paths and be like because i imagine to me <clears throat> i imagine these are people who like sit in like a chair and think all day yeah and like maybe they have like a chessboard but it's not a chessboard in front of them and it's like a bunch of like abstract pieces that they can like move across the board and all those pieces like mean something inside of their beautiful minds oh interesting yeah, I interesting actually i it would it would be very curious to me if you like started reading philosophy books because i feel like maybe maybe that's like the thing you've been searching for like you will have so much introspective thought and so many like 
I feel like you you often take a lot of shots in the dark about stuff, and like I feel like maybe this would maybe it would backfill like the rest like you you've observed something and you like maybe this is this is a thing but maybe it would give you like the why and like the foundation upon which to like like you've like reached something really high but you don't have the ladder to get there yeah you know and it's yeah. like now like I, I see this and I know that but but why? And this might maybe maybe that would backfill a lot of stuff for you. It would. It would. And, and so frequently, too. Yeah, I feel like when I'm having having like conversations with people about these particular types of things, it's like that's what's happened. It's like I've I've like th- there's been something that like maybe like needles me or like, you know, like I just spend like an enormous amount of time thinking about it and I'll start to have what I believe to be fairly original thoughts. And then like, you know, if I dig into it, I usually find that like it's it's not an original thought at all. But I also know that like to me, the only place it came from was my own brain. Right. And so it's like, well, I, at the very least I got, I got here right. on my own. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe, maybe I should just get into philosophy and then I'll be twice as annoying to be around. No, I don't think you would. I think you would be, I think it would be very interesting because you would not just be like arguing from like a point of wonderment. It would be arguing from a point of like, actually I have a lot to back this up. Ooh, you know, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That, okay, okay, I like that. It would make me feel so much more armed for conversations as well. For like, sure, yeah. You know, because I, my my goal with typically anything is like, you know, I I would love the opportunity to help uh, guide someone's perspective. Yeah. You know, so like if if I know enough about something to where I can like really speak on it like with confidence, then. I feel like I am I am like a valuable person to be there, but it is so few and far between that that is the particular case. Like I am so uh, worried at all times. Like I I am a at least according to my my professional counselor like a grade A people pleaser. Mm, yeah, which that's you. Yeah, which which typically means like you can say something right in front of me that like I w- like actively disagree with like in every way, shape, or form, and you you will never know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, it's the type of thing where it's like I could literally go from like a conversation with this person who has a radical opinion about this to a conversation where someone has the exact opposite, and both people will think that I was on their side. Right, like. It's just like, oh, interesting. Okay, I get that. I, I can see like where you're coming from. Mm. You know, it's like that's that's like my like, you know, it's like it's 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 not essential for me to like contest necessarily the way that everybody might feel about something, right? You know, especially in in mostly, I think it's because if I don't have a really um like what what is the what is the right way to describe it like a helpful way of maybe like guiding this or maybe like even like further educating or like bringing points to the surface like i don't i don't want to be critical right is sort of the key thing it's like my my goal with anything if i'm ever going to try to change your mind on it is like okay i'm going to start where you are and and it's almost like we're going to i'm going to come to your side of of the of the valley and mm-hmm. let's together build the bridge back to my side from your side right you know so it's like it's not like i'm going to <laughs> concede 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 and meet you in the middle like uh, like where we're building bridges at each other it's almost like let me help build the bridge with you mm. and to me i feel like that's like a like that way people don't feel like they're being talked down to right which is which is typically you know it's like anybody who's going to approach any type of opinion that's that's like radical in some way and and being like you're wrong and here's why it's like you have lost that person i imagine i i i think listening to hear you say it it sounds like very much that is the best 
possible outcome you could hope for. But I imagine what you run into a lot of is you want to build a bridge with someone and they just want you to build a bridge to them. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. very frequently, <laughs> I, th I think that there's there's an enormous amount of that. Like, you know, yeah. there's the, in this is this is, I think, one part being highly introspective and one part being a people pleaser is yeah. is like a little bit of like both ends of the spectrum where you know you want to not cause an argument with somebody and, yeah. and this is like again like where if i don't feel educated enough to help guide the conversation then i'm not even going to try right strong know? opinions about strong things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. strong you have like you have like enough self-awareness to know that you don't have enough information to have a strong opinion about a strong thing right right yeah 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 so that's that's yeah i think that's where you have to be you have to be very careful and uh well at least for me at least for me you know right and it's like i would rather leave leave everybody out there as allies who i can work with in a way that where it's not like i've i've like burned bridges mm. by way of being like mm, no i don't like the way you think about that so i'm dismissing you as a person <laughs> yeah, right right so right right it's like we, we may disagree on this one particular thing but that's okay because we can we can agree on other things popcorn culture is sponsored by shopify Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. All right. Well, um, while you're over there people pleasing, can I contest something? Please do it. All right. Contest away. Okay, so we were talking about I agree with you already. I, I'm sorry for what I said. <laughs> no. This is maybe it's not contest. Maybe it's more like a clarification thing, but you were talking about watching the live chat while we were premiering some of the popcorn cultures. Yeah. And in the last episode we were talking about holding grudges. And I gave an example, um, of a, or a uh, an analogy of ha- like holding a grudge against someone is like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. Yeah, right. Yeah. And like to me, when I first heard that particular phrase, I was like, "Oh man, that that like that like released a knot in my stomach almost." I was like, "I I get it, I hear it." But as as we were talking about it, oh, the chat just suddenly turned to like, "Wow, that was super dark. Oh my gosh, what poison?" Ugh. And I was like wait a minute. No, this was a really positive. This was very helpful. What What's going on? You, I don't feel like people understood it. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. This is, I don't know. That wasn't meant to sound like really dark, but I, I'm just going to explain it. So, <laughs> Okay, okay. Because okay. it, it is like it planted a seed in my brain. So here we go. A poison seed? A po- yeah. Or a poison plant <laughs> that you could then like put in one of those, those uh, like mortise in pestle right thing and like uh, kind of like you know it's like because you already made your guacamole so now you're making your your poison yeah no no poison no poison no okay. poison okay. so i think i don't know um so really the point of it was that like not not that you are actually hoping someone will die or something sure or you're not trying to poison people it's just that if you are like holding a grudge against someone it's like it is the chances are that person does not know it's what what that phrase means like you're drinking poison and hoping the other person dies is just that like you are taking in 
a lot of pain from the grudge. Right. Whereas the other person is like blissfully ignorant of it. Right. So it's like there's no there's no like positive outcome in holding this against someone because you were the one dwelling on it and being hurt by it because that the grudge is the poison yes. and it is harming you and you are aiming all of that harm at them, but it's only hitting you. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I think that um, this can actually go back to a story from, from very early on in the pop. I think I was telling about where I was out walking my dogs one day and you know, like they were doing, doing their business going, you know, going to the bathroom and it was in front of, you know, one of our neighbors who was a friend of ours, like, you know, front yard and we had our bath and we're like picking up after him and this woman comes like power walking down the street and she was like oh beautiful house when did you move in and we're like oh no we actually live down there and then she like looked at like the situation before us and gave me like a really aggressive glare and was just like you know i kind of kept going and it was this thing where i was like what just happened like yeah. I, I was like like as far as I know, I'm following all the protocols here. Like I, I actually know the people who live here. Like we're, we're very friendly mm-hmm. with them. You know, it'd be like if they came over and asked for a hammer, we would, you know, we'd be like no probs. Um, <laughs> like that were a cup of sugar or something. Um, you know, so it's like, it's a good friendly relationship with a neighbor. Um, but even beyond that though, it's like, as far as like my mind was concerned, I was like, this is pretty standard protocol for this particular situation. People right. walk their dogs. I watch people, you know, pick up after their, do- their dogs in front of my house constantly. Like, yeah, never even think twice about it. And so, you know, it was like this thing where I was like, what, like what happened, you know? And, and you're right. Like, so I mean, like it sat inside of me for, you know, several days. And I was just like, I was like, what, like, why did this person get upset with me? Like, I don't understand. Like I was just doing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. 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 And so it was, it was like, oh man, like this person, like, you know, like was upset with me for something. And like, I, and the other thing too, was that she kind of like walked off. And so I was like, <sighs> It's like, I don't really know how to resolve this. And so then like literally just by by happenstance, there was like a few days later, I was outside like grabbing something from my car or from the camper or something like that. And this woman happens to walk by and I was like, I, I like flagged her down. I was like, hey ma'am, like, like can I talk to you? And uh, you know, I, I tried to, you know, as be as uh, whatever as possible, you know, like very, very friendly. And right, like, yeah, very cordial. E- exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, but this, like it's been something that's like been weighing on me for like several days now. And so I was like, you know, can I just ask you about this? Like, cause if I did something wrong, like I, I obviously I want to know that I did something wrong, but like this, this feels like pretty common procedure. Like even at the park down, down the street, there are like stations with like dog bags specifically for doing this exact thing. Right. And, you know, it's like, it's a lot reinforcing my belief that this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was exactly that though. You know, it was like, it was, it really like I sat with it for several days. And I think for her, it was the type of thing where like, probably the same thing too where she is really big into like gardening and her whole front yard is like very beautifully manicured or whatever and so i think for her it's kind of like if a dog goes to the bathroom in my yard it is causing damage that like is directly going against my specific goals and i have like signs about it and i'm very sensitive to it and you know like for her like she has like a very specific reasons and and same thing so like she's holding this poison inside of her towards all people walking their dogs and then i was holding the poison from this person who gave me like a scoffing look and so you know i was like well let's just chat this out and we i ended up talking to her for like 20 minutes wow. you know like out front of my house and i i think by the end of it it was kind of like okay like we feel good but i, I remember like you know like starting that conversation and i i felt you know it's almost like a teacher calls on you in class like because you were like talking to a friend or something and right your your heart jumps into your throat and you're like like about those like tears are about to come out right now i'm like i'm like <sighs> like breathing really heavy yeah the whole thing um 
but it was good. I think it was, it was like very helpful for me to, to then ultimately actually have that conversation and kind of like diffuse. So wait, I'm detoxify. still, I'm still, I, I know you've told the story on the pot before. I'm sure it's been a while, but um, wait, why was she upset with you? But basically for the exact thing. So she, she had said that uh, she goes, according to her, she goes walking, you know, every single morning and she constantly sees people not picking up after their dogs, which I know my neighborhood. And I know that this is absolutely not the case. <laughs> I've seen, I, you know, it's like you see it constantly. Like you can, yeah. you could go anywhere and, and pass 10 people walking their dogs. Right. Um, and so I, she was like, you know, I had just passed a whole bunch of people already this morning. And she was like, I held my tongue to every, every other person. And I finally got to you and you were the person then I just like, and it just came out and, but so, you were picking it up. I was. I was indeed. Okay. And so I, th- I think for her, she just felt like even the very fact that it was there to begin with has already caused harm. I see. Like, it's as if like, it's I like see. You, you see that area? Like the grass isn't going to grow the same right there. And, you know, that. so that was right. that was the reason, you know, that that she was upset with me. Um, but I think, I, I think hopefully maybe it paints your, your analogy. Well, I've actually had another one. Can oh. I, bring, can I bring up another instance? Cause this like, this like almost ruined my weekend oh. and it was, it was so surprising this past like, weekend, this past weekend. Okay. Okay. So this was, this was like a, like a really odd and very like unexpected response. But I have to tell you that like, I've almost been like fearing this exact thing happening. And so I think that's why it like hit me so hard. Okay. So, We've been talking about Name of the Wind, obviously, a, an enormous amount. Like, I, I almost feel like it's like a laughable thing at this point in time where people in the <laughs> chat right now are probably being like, well, you guys read the Name of the Wind? And it's like, and you, like they're saying it like ironically. Yeah. But so it's for the past year for me, which has been, you know, kind of like a brutal year. There's been like an enormous amount going on. It has been like my mm-hmm. like my safe haven, you know, like I've right. I've like genuinely in a way that I don't normally have the ability to like become attached to things have like loved it right so much and I mean it, it does remind me of like the very early days of like discovering the Harry Potter books where it's like I don't want to do or think about anything else other than this like right. this is what I, I so care about figure out this whole world yeah even even like down to buying like the merchandise from it like right it's almost one of those things like with the Harry Potter stuff it's like we have we have acquired through doing you know like what we do so much of like the things that if something new arrives it's usually because we're using it for like a functional purpose and like a video and it's like oh that's cool like you know the prophecy like we we didn't have this before but now we do um but I, I wasn't getting like excited about it. But like with the name of the wind stuff, I am like I am like buying the items and then like following the tracking until it shows up at right. my house. I've got it. It's like it's like oh my gosh, the thing just got there. The poster, yes, you know. And it's like I'm like very I'm very into it. So we had our first name of the wind theory go out on the the Super Carlin Brothers main channel this past week, and you know like I was I was fully expecting for it to not perform you know up to the standard that like the typical stuff that we cover does because it's it's probably a wildly significantly less well-known fandom right so in in my mind you know like i'm not really expecting you know for this to be on the the trending page or anything like that i mean even if it was the best theory we had ever written i would fully understand that it was, like that's not what it was yeah but for me in a lot of ways it's like it doesn't matter like the fact that i get to have more conversation about the name of the wind with the people out there is like that is all that matters right to me. that's it's the like, good part yeah so like savoring it so this whole time though and and this kind of goes back to um sort of this this like t- t- troubling past maybe uh where so many things that like i've looked up to there's there's always sort of been this like thing or slight or like something against it to where 
you know, it's like, ooh, like I used to look up to that person and now now I have to like reframe how I felt about that entire thing. Right. So the the classic examples I've always given, you know, would be like growing up, we were a big Virginia Tech football fan. Right. And like the very first game I ever went to was with Michael Vick. Right. And Michael Vick obviously went on to have, you know, a whole lot of controversy. And then uh, with our dad growing up, we were huge into the Tour de France. Like every year, it was like we would all sit in the living room with dad for the month of July and right. watch the Tour de France. You know, and like Lance Armstrong was like a household name. It was like a whole thing. And then, you know, like obviously, that became a problem. Right. And you know, like the the Harry Potter books themselves have had you know like their their stuff going on. And so like with the name of the wind, it's kind of been one of these things where it's like. I, I've been like so terrified of anybody bringing to surface something like about this story. Right, that, like what's going to happen? What's going to be the thing? Yeah. Like, and, and so it's like, it's like, I, like I love, like I cherish it, you know, like I right. do, I do not want someone to take this from me and I don't want to have to like reframe my brain again. Right. And, and have to just like take this thing that I love and then have to like figure out how, like where I stand on it again. Um, and so I got an email from somebody over the weekend and they were like, they were talking about how basically like obviously these books have been published now for over 10 years. And right. during that period of time, a lot of the people who were fans of the original work of it right, have kind like, of, yeah, like right when they came out, right when they came out. Yeah. Th- I mean, they've been in purgatory for a very long time Yeah, waiting for book three, waiting for book three. So there th- no doubt. And the same reason that I want to talk about it so much is because there's tons of speculation and discussion to be had about all of the characters and the names and like, what does this mean? Like, how does that fit together? And like all the stuff. So this person sent me an email that was, that was pretty scathing about the fact that we were like talking about it on our channel and how it was like maybe going to like be disrupting the like original fandom and like the people that were already out there. And and the thing is, I know that people are going to be like, Hey, you're, you're bringing this like enjoyment to new people. Like, don't, don't worry about like that one person who's upset. And I get that entirely. Yeah. Like I know that this is like one person out of like throngs of people who have sent me messages thanking me for recommending the story and and for being excited about it. So I completely understand that there's net positive on the whole here, but it was like, it was that first jab that I got. And it was like, it was one of these things. Cause normally, you know, if if we get an email like this, it's kind of the type of thing I just sort of be like, okay, like someone needed to get their thoughts off their chest. I understand that, but it's, it, you know, it's whatever. But this one, it was like, I got it. And, and same thing, like my blood pressure, like went up and I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't, <laughs> like, and I think it's because I had feared it so much. Like this right. very thing I didn't want to have happen. Right. And, and, and it did. And so, I mean, it sat with me literally. I mean, it was Saturday afternoon and Alice was like, is everything okay? And I was like, like I'm, I'm dwelling. I, and, and that's exactly right. it. I was like, like I, was I drank like, the poison. I drank the poison. I was like, I was like, honestly, it's like, I can't believe that this is the thing that's like upsetting me or like why I'm like down a full day later. But it's like, right. I got this email yesterday from this person. I told her, told her the whole thing. I read her the email and you know, she was like, like, <laughs> like right, I, this is what's bothering you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I, I think from her perspective, she's like, like you guys get stuff like this every once in a while. Like this is, this isn't like on the whole new mm-hmm. but it was it was the first like negative anything i've gotten in relation to like this entire excitement and hype and buzz that right. we had about this particular thing and yeah i so again further illustrating your point right that, you know i i, I th- this person probably too again you know it's like from from their perspective because it was a well-written email too it's like they're probably just getting something off their chest right you know, it's like it's like we've already had these discussions like forever ago you know and now here you guys are coming on like you know center stage with it and it's right. like well you know we just we just found it we we just found it yeah it's yeah. like oh, our, we like it we're, we're, we're there's nothing else i can say other than 
sorry for being late to the game yeah yeah sorry for being late to the party so there you go there you go anyway so that was that's that's been that's been pressing on me but i i was able to i was able to let it go okay it went on. well that's good yeah yeah that's good for glad to part. hear it for the most part yeah well goodness well goodness i'm surprised that's what you said was bringing you down this weekend because as i understand it you had a what seems to me to have been a worse incident over the weekend yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You mean being and not being able to see for an entire day? That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That that did come up. That did mm-hmm. come up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. So over the over the weekend, I had uh, what was the most what felt like innocuous situation happened. But I was getting up. It was Sunday morning, and Alice and I had this like whole day planned out. We were gonna go and like just do like this and then that and then that and then that, and everything was all all mapped and. Sunday big plans. Big plans. Yeah, because Sunday is like the only day that her and I are both off together. So it's it's usually like when we get that time together to like go do something. Um, so I'm like getting up that morning and you know like Indy, our dog, is laying in bed with us and you know like I'm I'm sort of like stirring. You know it's like seven thirty or something like that and Indy's like she's like ready to go. She's like okay like it's time to be fed. It's time to be go outside. Like I want to go play with the other dogs. You know like all the stuff. And so like I'm sort of like in the process of literally sitting up and she she sort of like crawls up on my chest and just sort of like is pawing at my face and just literally scratches me right across my right eye right and, and you, when you say across your right eye you don't mean that she you have an uh what looks like a scratch from like your forehead to your cheek right kind of like, like a la scar from lion king right right this yeah. was this was a scratch on your physical eyeball a scratch on my eye right yes and so like you know it's it was like all at once you know like in in like one split second and like as i'm like literally about to put like a foot on the ground to start the day Ugh, it was like didn't even get out of bed didn't even get out of bed i'm like oh my god like i was like my eye my eye is in so much pain you know it's like this is this is bad like this is bad and i don't know what to do right and so of course then like alice immediately springs up and we're like oh, oh like let's try to go like rinse it out like maybe something got in like you know maybe she had like a dirt or something it's like right. now in my eye so you're not like right, your your first assumption isn't my eyeball is scratched my first assumption yeah is that like it's just i need to get whatever is in here out of here asap right. before it does scratch my eye and so i'm like literally like you know standing in the shower like p- like pulling my eye wide oh, open gosh, and just like yeah. letting like water like splash into it and everything and it, it like hurts so bad so you know i get out of the shower can't i still hurting can't get anything to do with it so it's like two hours later and alice is like we need we need to go see like a doctor right like, this is yeah we gotta get this checked out it's like, so something clearly is wrong like this is this is not this is not good so we go and like you know at this point in time i the problem is is that your eyes are always facing the same way and it hurts the most for for my right eye to be facing forward which meant that i couldn't open my left eye either because it would orient my right eye forward can you imagine that i guess so wait does that mean are you I guess when your eyes are closed, are they not also just immediately facing forward? I think when my eyes are closed, they, they go up. Is that right? Uh, man, I don't know. I can't see because my eyes are closed. <laughs> I'm like blinking. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, are so, my eyes moving? Well, so maybe my theory is wrong. The point is, is that if I were to open my left eye and my right eye was still closed, like like just winking, which I can do now, like no problem at all, it, it was still the same amount of like agonizing pain and I couldn't even hold my left eye open, which was completely unscathed. Right. So I'm like, for all intents and purposes, I can't see anything. Right. And... And so like, you know, I like Alice drives me to the doctor and she literally has to like get out of the car and walk me to the door where the doctor then has to guide me to like the back room and sit me down. It's like, I don't even know like which building I'm in. Right. You know, like I can't see anything. Right. 
And, um, you know, they do this whole thing where they put this like almost like phosphorescent like drop that like both numbs your eye and um, like hold up a black light to it. And he was like, whoa, yeah, you scratched your eye. All right. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, so, I mean, he, like he knew within like a split, a split second. second. He it was, was like, like really obvious. Yeah, He was like, all right, open your eyes. Like, whoop. Yep. There it is. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even have to look. You scratched your eye. <laughs> so. It's just like great. It's like well, gosh darn. So the only good news is that at this point in time, I know like okay, it's not something in my eye. Yeah. So now I can stop trying to like flush it, which yeah. is good. So now we know just, what it is. Now I just gotta like let it heal. But so for the entire rest of the day, right? I I cannot see anything. Ugh. So it's like we are we haven't been staying at our our physical house because of the renovations. We had the floors done, and so part of on our to do list for this particular day was it was the first time we were going to be able to get to go back into the house to see the floors. So. Alice drives us over to our actual house. We go inside and I'm standing on my brand new refinished hardwood floors. And Alice is just like raving about how gorgeous they are. And I'm on top of them and cannot see them. Oh my gosh, yeah. So insult to injury. You've been forced out of your house for a week to refinish the floors. Yep. And finally get to see the finished product. And And you can't can't see see them. (laughs) And so I'm like, like, oh my, I'm so sad. I just want to see what it looks like. Um, so yeah, I mean the the rest of the day is just like literally. I like, by the end of it, I, we go back to Alice's mom's house, which is where we're staying, and we're literally like I'm sitting on the couch with my sunglasses on because my eyes are just shut, and it's kind of like weird for me to be sitting there. And I mean, it looked like something from like Weekend at Bernie's or something, where I, I'm just like sitting there, like with my head kind of like tilted sideways from the sunglasses on, just like they're both watching like, a movie, and I'm just listening to it. Right, like yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you weren't listening to Name of the Wind. Me too, honestly. Me too. Yeah, I didn't have any. Like, had, you had like a, a great excuse for eight hours of uninterrupted listening. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. I should have done that. Oh well. Should, next yeah. time. Next time, indeed. Next yeah. time. Next time, I can't see you for an entire day. That's what I'll be sure to do. <laughs> what a weird problem to be not. Yeah, I'm just going just blind today. This I know. Is no good. I know. Yeah. So that's and that that's basically what it was. I mean, everything. I, like if I had to go to the bathroom, like Alice had to like literally. She was doing this thing where I would like put both hands on like her shoulders, and she would have to like walk me to the bathroom and like orient me and. Side and yeah, it was just lots of lots of feeling along. So it was it was it was a bizarre day. Well, it was a bizarre day, but I can see now. Well, that's good. Yes. Oh, yes. thank goodness. Bravo. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Big, You're healing. Big weekend, dude. Okay. So, um, what I have been enjoying seeing over the past uh, week or so is if you go onto our Reddit page, people have been posting up a storm about uh, receiving their Fred the One True Cup. Fred the One True Cup. I know, mm-hmm. it is so it is so exciting. because oh Man, I, I was so excited about how many people signed up for, for this tier on our Patreon uh, to get that like first quarter exclusive piece of merch. Yeah. And it, like, I'm so happy with how they turned out. And like, everybody, like, so if you got one, you have to take a picture. You have to share it with us somewhere. We want to see it. We can actually show them here, like right now on screen. Hopefully you'll be yeah. able to see people with their Fred the One True Cups. Thank you, Ethan, the editor, for going the, the extra mile and showing some images yeah. to the people who can uh, who can see. Who can see. Otherwise, you're listening like Ben was this past weekend without sight. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But the good news is, is that we're painting word pictures. That's right. We're painting word. Imagine, if you will, someone holding up a beautiful, glorious 
travel metal coffee mug. It's got laser etching. It's the popcorn culture logo. Their their thirst is quenched in a way that has never been quenched before. Right. And you know that this person is, is gaining daily joy by not having to decide which cup am I going to use. They know what cup they're going to use. Because they now have Fred, right. the one true Imagine cup. that smile on someone. The smile of someone who knows the cup they're going to use at all times. That's the smile on the faces of the people on the Reddit. <laughs> It's it's the best. It's the best. Almost as good as the smile you may receive from this week's corny joke. What? The corny joke? The corny joke. We need like a jingle or something for that. We do. We do need a corny joke jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Something, yeah. something there. Maybe, okay. maybe Ethan will have added something that is like almost appropriately lackluster. No. Uh, it's like, it's like, ding. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, this week's corny joke comes from Maximilian Damarist. Great name. I, I know. Great name. There are not enough Maximilians out there mm. that go by the full... The full Maximilian. The full run of it. Yeah. 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 I know Maximilian Pegasus. He was kind of a big villain. Maximilian yeah. Pegasus? Maximilian Pegasus. He's the antagonist of the first season of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has I the was, Millennium Eye. Right. Oh, I was going to say. Right. Yeah, it lets him see no. what cards his opponents are holding. <laughs> that does not seem like a fair... No, Wait. exactly. Yeah, he's super cheating. Yeah. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Classic Maximilian Pegasus. Classic. Classic. <laughs> okay, so I, I don't. Again, this is I, I've I've sort of like diverged from like me asking you jokes because a lot of people send in like these like they're just like funny like things to say. So maybe not even like a corny joke so much as a corny sentence, as it were. <laughs> a as corny, it were. Give me the corny sentence of the week. Here comes a corny sentence. It goes: I was at the store today and picked up some coconut shampoo, but when I got home, I realized. I don't even have a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> you get it? Again, it's like, <laughs> because this is the shampoo for the coconut. Oh, yeah. It's oh, so man. funny. The, especially because coconuts have like, you know, like a little, little bit like, of hair. A little bit of hair. Yeah. yeah. So like, Can you imagine would... something like, I oh, shampoo my coconuts. Right, right. So. It's like, yeah. <laughs> nice and clean. Give me nice. the conditioner. Nice and clean. I know. Very exciting. Very exciting. The other thing that we, that we've completely missed out on for the past couple of weeks. So I couldn't, I could, I could not be right with myself if we missed another fun fact about coyotes. Another fun fact. Before you deliver this week's fun fact about coyotes, not to immediately derail you. Oh, derail me. I will say that as we do have um, the lovely trophy for the Stanley Duck yeah. on on set, and we'll soon need to be deciding who is going to receive the second Stanley Duck award. Right, right at the end of uh, at the end of whatever June, right? Yeah. Yes, how do, how do quarters yeah. work? Yeah. How do quarters work? When's the sixth month? Yeah, so at the end of June, we'll choose who gets to put have their name put on the second half or the, the next side of the trophy. The great thing about the Stanley Duck trophy is that year in, year out, it will continue to grow. Like, we're going to buy, like, new right. layers for it. So right. it will get, like, taller and more majestic as time it goes will. on. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be great. Yeah. Let me say, there was a pretty good submission this past week where someone uh, got their GMA sticker. Yep. And they don't live in Arizona, but they have a friend who lives in Arizona. And they, they sh- posted a video of them mailing the sticker to Arizona and their friend putting the sticker on the uh, Arizona Coyotes like big sign out in front of their stadium and you? then walking away. So there is now a GMA sticker on the Coyotes sign. What? I know. I was like, that's pretty good. That's that pretty is so good. good. That's that pretty so- good. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, oh. 
I it's know. goals. I know. I know. It's pretty good. It's pretty it's, good. It's one step away from the locker room. One step away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like literally, if, if they had just like stepped forward one more step, they would have been they would have been right in the midst of it. Right in the midst. Wow. There it is. Wow. So wow, that's, wow. That's pretty good. I just wanted to bring that up. Anyway, what's this week's fun fact about Coyotes? Well, while we're on that note, right? Yeah. Like the Arizona Coyotes, who I think are currently in the playoffs. No. I, I believe they the are. Coyotes. The Coyotes. That doesn't sound like them, from what I know from hearing about it from <laughs> other people. Well, you know, Phil Kessel's on a hot streak. So. Well, that makes sense. Cla- Phil Kessel. Classic Phil. Classic Kessel. Okay, so this fun fact about uh, coyotes comes from Brady Fitzgerald, who says the scientific name for a coyote is Canis Latrans, and that translates to English to barking dog. To barking dog. I was like, so just dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, so well, but, but yeah, yeah. I was like, that is so interesting. Yeah. Like I always, I, it's always so interesting to me. Like I don't actually understand why there are scientific names for things i'm sure that it makes sense like within the scientific community yeah but there are always it's like they're like why not just have the scientific name just be coyote why not right like wouldn't that just make as much sense you'd think so you'd think so i don't know the answer to that i guess it's more of like a classification thing i'm looking up whether or not the um coyotes are in the playoffs nhl playoffs or like is that even what's happening right now um oh and i don't know if it's there yet the okay. top headline is nhl standing seating scenarios break down for final spots in 2021 playoffs okay so we're close so we're close i guess it's possible they've already clinched but that they, also doesn't sound like them. That doesn't sound right. That yeah. doesn't sound right. Okay, so maybe I, maybe I've overstepped my excitement about the the I'm gonna old figure coyotes. It out. But I'm going to figure it out. What what will happen, Jay? If I mean, I I will feel like I will have directly impacted if they win the Stanley Cup for the first time. Now that we've declared them the official team of the official popcorn hockey cult, team, the official <laughs> hockey team of popcorn culture. Hockey. Yes. Okay. Let's see. I'm not. I'm not. We're going to figure it out. The Arizona. Okay. 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 So they are. Um, this, according to this website and this article, which was posted four hours ago, okay, their so playoff probability is 37.2%. So great. So great. Basically one in three. They have seven games left. They look like they are, as I'm interpreting this, I don't know how hockey playoffs work. It looks like in the West division, it looks like each division maybe gets four uh, members into the playoffs. That sounds seems like reasonable. Be, and it looks like they're in fifth. Okay. Of said division. Okay, so they just need to inch their way up. Who's in front of them right now? The St. Louis Blues. Oh, one of, like one of the only teams I've ever actually seen play yes. in real life. Unless, yes, lest we uh, started this podcast, I would have said the St. Louis Blues was my go-to hockey team, as it is the only team I have ever bought tickets to go see in person. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they did win the game we went to, which so was cool. Now but we now, wish. Now, now they're we wish our worst hated enemies. Yeah, our rivals. Our rivals, the St. Louis Blues, who have forty-eight points uh, at the moment. Uh, uh, and the Coyotes have 47 points. So there <gasps> we go. We're in it, people. We are we are in it. We are in it to win it. Everybody got to make the playoff. Seven games left. Go Coyotes. Is is it okay to to hope that we are that like as a collective all these people who had like uh, like like no slot chosen for their favorite hockey team that they have maybe now defaulted. I think I to think Coyote fans for sure, and I think that extra energy is what's going to help the Coyotes. Like they they don't know where all of a sudden it's like there's like magic in the air. I know it's like it's like there's some buzz. There's some buzz like some popping. Even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what is that? What's that sound? Does it smell like fresh butter and popcorn? Wow. <sighs> we should play harder. We should. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go fight. Win. <laughs> is that Edna? <laughs> that was Edna. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Well, so as we as we round off, I think this week's episode of the pop, mm. we we need to let everybody know where they can find us, uh, which is which is basically everywhere. Basically we're, everywhere. We're on Twitter. We're on Reddit. You can email me directly at popcornculturepod at gmail.com. As long as you don't have bad things to say about the name of the wind. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I I mean, if you want to like, if you want to like talk to me about it, that's like one thing because I've had people mm-hmm. who I've engaged in like very uh, productive conversations with, where, where maybe they they had taken issue with something, but I was able to then have like a meaningful discussion discussion with that person build a bridge as it were build a bridge and yeah so in some cases maybe like a stone I, bridge a stone bridge oh good point good point and it's been around for so long that people don't even know where it came from that's a throwaway line that definitely has implications yeah it does yeah. um so but that's that's the thing yeah so i mean it's it's not that you can't send me like feedback you know like if you want to talk we can talk that sounds great um but you know otherwise popcornculturepod at gmail.com i really appreciate any uh corny joke or fun fact about coyotes submissions uh especially if you are like a blues fan and now that like we're our travels it's like that's right it's, it's totally You're going on. down st louis right right but you know like we're all winners at the end of the day so it's all good. except for st louis <laughs> we're losers um, get ready to sing the blues get ready to sing the blues otherwise guys um also we have the uh we have the gma stickers which are available over at super carlin brothers super carlin brothers dot store if you want to uh purchase a set of 10 of those place them somewhere take a picture of where you've placed it and enter yourself for a chance to have your name forever engraved on the stanley duck trophy indeed uh, those those are available again over at super carlin brothers store and finally you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash popcorn culture we have kind of like six tiers when it comes down to it but mm-hmm. a five dollar tier which gives you access to the uh after the final pop yep. show which is basically jay and i recording an additional 15 20 minutes of what what has turned into the feet up discussion so if you're watching yes. you know that we have a coffee table in front of us as we record uh, after the final pop, we always put our feet up for some reason. We do. Like, you can't see it though because it's audio only. <laughs> but you, but you can hear. You can hear the relaxed nature of yeah. our voice. Right. Um. And pe- people tell us it's a great way to fall asleep. Yeah. So just listen to it as you as you doze off. And right. Things. It's like the sound of the ocean, which you can also hear inside of a conch shell. <laughs> exactly exactly uh i think that there actually is a uh is a sample of an after the final pop available over on patreon if you want to give that a listen wait. before you okay wait ben i have a i have a question oh. of great importance okay if you had a conch shell on the moon yeah and could find a way to lift it up to your ear would you still hear the ocean <sighs> is there like or is there is it like a function of existing in an atmosphere with air well i imagine if that if your head was outside of your astronaut's helmet mm. then you would not hear anything because you'd be dead well because you well yeah but like let's assume you could survive yeah for for like let's say let's say you had the ability to survive for 30 seconds so you could like take your helmet off hold it up see what happens i think you would hear nothing but i think that if you held it up inside of your helmet i think you would probably still hear the ocean okay 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 i want to know i want to know if you could hear the ocean inside of a conch shell on the moon outside of your helmet you should add hank green oh my gosh this sounds like a fantastic ask hank tiktok question it does okay yeah okay so everybody everybody, i'm gonna yeah do it do it do it send it this way um maybe i will maybe i will it's our favorite line from soul maybe i will (laughs) um otherwise yeah you can find us over on patreon uh at patreon.com slash popcorn culture uh 25 dollars you get access to that quarterly exclusive merch last last quarter was the fred the cup yeti mugs which were laser engraved the whole nine we're still waiting on the prototype to come through for our q2 piece but that should be coming any day now oh, so i thought it was this was going to be the week i thought it was going to be the week but otherwise guys until next week pop pop 